Many of us have pets. We have pets that we love now or maybe in the past. And I know some of you have cats and dogs and fish and birds and horses. And I'm really jealous of the ones who have horses because that was always my dream pet. Never got one, but I'm okay. Does anyone want to share what pet they have? I know Rose has a cat named Ahava. And I know Yvonne has a dog named Freya. Does anybody else want to share maybe what pet they have or have had that they've loved? Ryan. Bella the cat. Ryan and Sandy have a beautiful, is it Burmese or Siamese? Balinese. It's beautiful. And she knows it. (laughs) Does anybody else have a pet they want to share about that they love? Yes, Jill. You have, and what's the horse's name? Doug. I love it. A horse named Doug. I think I had romantic ideas when I was a kid of what I would name a horse. I love there is a horse named Doug. I have a cat and dog. My dog's name is Marta, and my cat's name is Marquez. I brush them, I walk them, I take them to the doctor, I have to take them to the um to the off-leash park so that they get, well, not the cat, but the dog, so the dog can get some exercise. And I even have to clean up after they go to the bathroom. But I do this because I love them. They're not only pets, they are part of my home, part of my family. And some of you will understand those feelings, and some of you may be, what? That's so weird. But stick with me. Because imagine if we can feel and love and care for our animals so much, how much more, how much more does God care for us? We're not his pets, but we are people he carefully created to be in relationship with. One of the ways that God tries to tell us of his love is the sheep stories in the Bible. Did you know sheep are mentioned more than any other animal in the Bible? They're mentioned about 500 times. God loves sheep. Today, we've been learning through our hymns and our writings and our readings about the Good Shepherd and sheep. Psalm 23 and John 10 Help us see how much God cares for us. And these are just two of the passages that talk about God and Jesus being our shepherd, the one who lovingly looks after us and provides for our needs. Spoiler alert, the the Lord is the shepherd which makes us the sheep. Let's look at Psalm 23 together. It's found in your pew Bible on page 553. So if you feel like opening that up and walking along with us, that would be great. This Psalm of David has been used more times than we can count to comfort and console people through the centuries. It is a promise, not that everything will always be okay, but that God's presence is always with us, no matter where we are in life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. 
When I was a small kid reciting Psalm 23 in church, I could not understand why this is one of the most beloved passages in Scripture. Why do we not want him? I thought that's what it was all about. It took me a long time to come to the knowledge that what was being said, since the Lord is my shepherd, I have no wants. Not that I didn't want my shepherd. It also means that I choose to want what the Lord provides for me. Punctuation and understanding matter. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Sheep are ungulate ruminant herbivores, which is a really fancy way of saying they eat green stuff, and they have this multi-chamber stomach, which helps them chew up their food. They kind of regurgitate it and then chew it again. You have to love an animal that burps. Or maybe that's just me that loves an animal that burps. Sheep are also able to self-heal. They know certain plants to go to when they're not feeling well, and they nibble on those plants to help heal themselves. These green pastures God provides are good on so many different levels. He leads me beside still water. Still water that will not sweep us away. Sheep prefer moving water versus still water from a bucket or a pool or a pond. The good shepherd leads the sheep to water that's not rushing wildly or too dangerously. He restores my soul. God gives us time to breathe and to rest. Our bodies and our minds need time to be still, and the Good Shepherd knows this. In fact, let's take a moment now. Let's breathe. Let's take four counts of breathing in. Hold it. Breathe out for four. Hold it for four. And do it again. Take a moment to breathe in the goodness and grace of God. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. If we listen to the shepherd's voice, he leads us along the road of life in ways that are better for us than we might choose on our own. Sheep follow the voice of the shepherd that they know. They can even recognize faces. I know many times we've been told that sheep are pretty simple, but they're actually fairly smart. They can recognize up to 50 other sheep faces, and they recognize the voice and the face of their shepherd. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. At my age, I'm still trying to remember this, we all have dark valleys, times that are hard to go through or to see the end of. It's tempting to only embrace the grief or the fear and not move. I remember when I was little and I was really upset, I would go to my room and I would lie down and I would weep and I would sink into my disappointment or sadness and feel like it would never end. Well, when a sheep tips over on its back, it's something that is called a cast sheep. Now, this can happen because the sheep is pregnant and its center of gravity is a lot different, or it can be it has so much fur on it, or wool, it has so much wool on it, and it's so heavy, 
it's stuck on its back like a turtle. If a shepherd does not help the cast sheep right itself, the sheep will actually die within 24 hours. And even after flipping it to its feet, the shepherd sometimes has to hold it upright until the sheep can feel its legs again to be able to stay upright and move. I read one story where someone had to do this and flip the sheep over three times before the sheep had enough feeling in its legs and enough stamina to be able to stand on its own. We really are like sheep. Sometimes we're on our backs, in despair, arms flailing in the air, and God gently sets us on our feet and helps us get moving again when we thought we'd never be able to. He is with us. In John 10, we hear Jesus tell us that he will lay down his life for us. Unlike the hired worker, he'll not run away from us when we're in trouble or when we're in need of help. He stays with us, and he cares for us so much that he calls us out by our names, and he goes before us to lead us. Notice that he doesn't direct us where to go that he wouldn't go, but he leads us wherever it is we are to walk. He goes before us, beside us, behind us. Are there times you can remember that you were all alone, maybe flat on your back, arms flailing? And as you recall that memory, do you realize now that God was there with you the entire time? I had an experience like this. One night, I was so sad. Something horrible had happened, and I felt all alone. So alone that I didn't even feel like God was there with me in my room. I was crying and hard. And in my crying, I kept saying God's name over and over and over in a prayer effort to to make him feel closer to me, to sense his presence again. After I had called out to him loudly, my dog and my cat, Marta and Marquez, both quietly climbed up beside me at the same exact moment and silently settled in on either side of me, hugging me with their bodies. They were with me in my sadness, and suddenly I felt again that God was with me. I wasn't alone. I had never been deserted, and it felt like God had sent my pets to me to remind me that God had never deserted me, even in my deep sadness. What's your memory? Or maybe you're going through it right now. Where can you feel God's gentle hands helping you and holding you steady? What are the moments that you know that God is walking with you in the dark valleys? In hindsight, where can you realize that our good shepherd has been with you always? Maybe it was through a friend showing up, or the kindness of a stranger. Maybe it was an animal like in mine, or the warm feeling of being surrounded by a holy presence. Take a moment and think on what memory you might have.
Hear again Naomi's words from the prayer of confession. Each time we walk through the dark valleys, and each time we wander away from your presence, find us, comfort us, protect us, and remind us of your love.